This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What movie are you excited to show your kids or somebody else's kids? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. Bradley's out. Holly and I are here with you. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Holly Roberts. Yeah. And Holly, why are we asking people this question? Because it was a question that we were talking about over the weekend. Or I was talking about over the weekend. I mean, we talking with my sister and how she's excited that they're going to show one of my nephews the original Jurassic Park in the near future. Oh, which is right up your alley, too. Yeah, which is right up my alley. And it was like, oh, yeah, there are all of these movies and things that we loved and the joy of watching Discovery of a kid watching these movies is yeah. always something that's really fun. And we were also talking about this weekend being excited for my other nephew to watch Labyrinth. Oh, to yeah. To watch 80s fantasy movies because we think that he'll really enjoy them. He's not quite there yet. Yep, getting close, though. But getting close. 651-641-1071. What is a movie that you're excited to show your kids or somebody else in your life's kids? 651-641-1071. Let's go to Angie. Hi, Angie. Angie, what's that movie for you that you're excited to show either your own kids or somebody else's kids? Oh, The NeverEnding Story. Yes! 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 Who are you going to show that to? Well, I've been trying to get my nephew to watch it, but he will only watch animated movies. So I, I, I keep like, you know, kind of, I, I have it, I bought it. So I, when he comes over, I kind of yes. put it on for a little bit just to sneak it in oh. to get him to watch. But he still, he's like, no, Angie, give thank, me Batman. Thank you for your call, <laughs> Angie. I have to say, like, that's the thing that is hard with these kids today is that they they love animated movies or they they want to watch movies that look and i suppose this is the case for everybody right like they want to watch movies that look as high tech as the movies that they are used to so like for example my kids when we're like hey we want to watch this movie they're like that looks old and i'm like okay uh, uh, rude. what are you what are you saying <laughs> Now, and I get that because when I was young, if my mom said, let's watch this old black and white movie, I was like, why would we watch a black and white movie? We have color now. Sure. Well, because when you're putting it in context, so we're in 2021 right yeah. now. The Never Ending Story came out in 1986, 87. Yeah. So that's 35 years old. Yeah. That's like your mom saying, Colleen, why don't you watch this movie that was made in 1950? Right. I think you'll really like it. Right. And it's a different, like, you know, when you talk about special effects, doesn't matter what time or space you're in, special effects have changed considerably over time. And it is 
very evident when you're watching movies, right? So kids right. are like, they want to watch the thing that they're used to, and they're used to CGI. And so if it's not like CGI, they're like, this looks old. Yep. Yeah, it does. But it's also a good movie. It's not about the CGI. Let's go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, what is the movie that you're excited to either show your own kids or somebody else's kids? Holes. Which one? Holes. Holes? With Shia Holes. LaBeouf. H-O-L-E-S. I it don't know Sigourney that one. Orny Weaver, Henley Winkler, Shia LaBeouf when he was in his teens. Great, great, great movie. I don't uh, Patricia know this Arquette. One. So, Jennifer, what is it about yeah. Holes that you're really excited to show a kid? Did you have an experience with this movie, or you just think it's good? No, it's just a great movie. In fact, we've shown it at a few birthday parties, and the kids, they just sit down and watch it. It is great for the 10 to 12 age. This is so interesting. Jennifer, thank you so much. I feel like I need to watch this movie. It's supposed I've to be good. I've never seen this movie. I didn't even know it existed, and I didn't even know the premise until I just now looked it up. It's a Disney movie. A boy is wrongfully sent to a brutal camp where the camp warden and her staff force the children in their care to mysteriously dig holes all day in the desert. Their rehabilitation is questioned as they think something sinister is involved. Well, this is one of those... I'm so curious about that. Well, because Holes came out in 2003, and this is something that we were discussing, too, with movies. You know, we're excited to show Jurassic Park to my nephew, Mm -hmm. talking to my husband, who's never seen that movie before. What the heck? His thing, he's like, well, I've seen enough where I can piece it together. But but that movie came out in a time in his life where he wasn't paying attention to right. movies like Jurassic Park. Just right. the same as in 2003, Colleen. I'm pretty sure you are not paying any mind no, to something to holes. like Holes. I wasn't. No. Okay, by the way, I do just want to say about your husband not seeing Jurassic Park, I would like to assign him the task of watching Jurassic Park when you show it to your nephews because, oh my goodness, I don't. I'm not entirely sure how he can be in that family or in adjacent to that family and not have ever seen Jurassic Park. So that is my challenge to your husband is to watch Jurassic Park when the whole family views it together. Oh, thank yes. you. Cause I am concerned about his well being. <laughs> Let's go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, what is the movie that you're excited to show your kids or somebody else's kids? Well, I have to go and second the vote for holes. It's just, it's just a fabulous movie. My kids are in their early twenties and they watched it back at probably, like she said, 10, 12. They, they, they loved it. I loved it. My husband loved We loved it. I, You know, so, I'm so amazed that I've never... Lisa, thank you for seconding that, especially because I'm looking at the reviews on Google, and everybody's like, this is the best movie in the world. I cannot believe what a great movie this is. This is such a good movie. I'm... Well, I, and I've never, ever heard of it, and I'm very excited well, now. The book, it's based off a book called Holes. And that book is written by a guy named Lewis, and I think you say his last name, Sacker. Okay. This is a guy who wrote the classic book. And Colleen, I don't know if this book is read in schools anymore or if anybody has any interest in this, but Sideways Stories from Wayside School. Do you remember that book? Yes. Yes. So this movie is based off a book written by that guy. So if you kind of remember a slightly subversive, funny 
tone to it. That is so interesting. Yeah. And that book, by the way, was written in 1998, which also explains why I don't know it. Because, like, to your point, I was just about to graduate from college. Yeah, why would you be It wouldn't have been on my radar. That just wouldn't have been something I would have been watching. Um, So I got to tell you, well, two things. One is, my oldest is 14, and then I have twins who are almost 12. We have never watched E.T. with them. And this has been every time we sit down to watch, and we watch a lot of movies together. We try to watch a movie. We have movie night like once a week. We try to watch a lot of movies together and we'll say like, we really want to show you guys E.T. And they say no every single time. Well, yeah, E.T.'s scary. Oh my gosh, don't Have you say seen that. his finger? No, yes, it's the best. It? Ah. I think, Colleen, unfortunately for you, that your kids have missed the E.T. window. Okay, I I hear you when you say that and I've... I've I've been concerned about that, but I like to think that E.T. transcends age. Now, that said, I will tell you what we have been watching and you're going to be like, what? Try me. We've been watching the Hunger Games series. We're two in. That makes more sense than E.T. Well, yeah, but I just like I don't know. There's like when I put the Hunger Games on, I'm trying and I'm trying to explain. So I read the books. My kids, of course, have not read the books because they don't read. Why would they do that? So I'm trying to explain to them like the complexities of the world of Panem, which is the name of what America becomes in this post-apocalyptic story of the Hunger Games. And I'm like, as I'm saying it, I, I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe I'm telling my children about this. I'm like, yeah, so then they do this thing where they get into an arena and they fight to the death and the, the kids are like, are we going to watch people die? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not like death. It's not like super bad death. Like you'll just know that people died. And then I'm thinking, what am I doing? Why am I showing them this movie? But they love it. Well, well they're in the perfect age. Yeah. Your kids are in the perfect age. For the, Hunger, for the Games, Hunger Games, I think E.T. and his scary finger. Oh, you, I cannot believe you don't like E.T. It's, uh, uh, okay. it's scary. Well, uh, as much as we'd love to continue talking about E.T.'s scary finger, we have really important things to get to. Like, for example, Brian Austin Green and Sharna Burgess and the big news that came out over the weekend that we should have seen coming. We'll tell you what it is after this on My Talk 1071. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers off today. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hello. Hello. Okay. So I'm going to like in the interest of full disclosure, we are going to tell this uh, publication chippy story about a publication ship that we call Brarna. What's Brarna? Brarna is Brian Austin Green and Sharna Burgess. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the story in the way that it happened for us. Meaning in the way that uh, in the order in which these events occurred. Um, But I know that there is news about Brian Austin Green, and I want people who are urgent to hear it to know it is coming at the end of this. But the way I know. Thanks for securing that. Well, just because I know if somebody's listening, they're like, well, this is so obvious. Well, it is going to be obvious, but I want to I want to roll it out in the way it happened. Thank you. So last week. When we were at the state fair, I think it was on Friday, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, why are we starting to see these little stories pop up about Brian Austin Green and Sharna Burgess? Mm -hmm. Because we hadn't heard a lot from them recently. And whenever you start to see uh, a a publicationship couple going a little bit harder in terms of their publicity machine, like something's coming. 
Yeah. Right? Like something's in the hopper. Because they're planting the seeds. Yes. They want to get you thinking about them again. So it's like Brian Austin Green, Sharna Burgess. Well, we haven't heard from them in a couple of months, I would right. say. Right. They just have been laying kind of low. Mm-hmm. Well, on Wednesday, uh, it was on Wednesday that they posted uh, a picture, meaning she actually posted a picture to her social media, Sharna Burgess did, that had people wondering if the two were engaged. That was the hot goss last week. Ooh. Ooh, are they engaged now? Why would they think they were engaged? Well, because the picture she posted was of the two of them dressed up like to the nines, like looking like they were out on the town. And they're kissing, and the picture is in black and white. And in the in the uh, caption... She she just said basically end game like he's her end game. Well, then people were like, oh well, you know why would they be why would they be all dressed up? Why would she be calling him her end game? And so they were people were. Um, Is he of an Avenger movie? Yeah, right. Is that what's also, going like, on? I don't I don't know. I I think I'm too old to like feel warm fuzzies with the words end game. You know what I mean? You mean in the context of a relationship? Yeah. That it's like some kind of goal? Yeah. yeah. And I think it like got hot. I mean, I also know that uh, my girl Taylor Swift has a song called Endgame about like the eternal relationship. Like, I get it. I just don't know. I don't know. When I Endgame's, hear that, it just yeah. seems like a thing that the kids are saying. Endgame sounds like you're breaking up. Yeah. But then if I think that Endgame sounds like a couple is breaking up, then that probably means... I'm a dinosaur. Yes. And that I don't understand. It's like, well, no, I mean, it's just like, that's what you do when you get engaged. Exactly. Anyways. Well, people, yeah. So people did think like, oh my gosh, are they engaged? Are you guys (sighs) getting married or did you break up or what's going on? But they're kissing. So obviously they're not breaking up. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I had brought this to the table thinking, saying, why are we hearing about this right now? Why, what's going on right now that they're popping up and they're back in the story, like in the headlines? Well, now we know. Now we know. Oh. Because on September 3rd, the headline was Brian Austin Green joins Dancing with the Stars amid Sharna Burgess, Rom- Burgess romance. Oh, there it is. Da, 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 da. Now, now, before I knew that, I might have said, oh, Dancing with the Stars is coming back. Sharna Burgess, one of the pros, like, that's why they want us to be talking. Turns out, nope, both of them, both of them. It is, quote, likely that he will be paired up with Sharna Burgess. Oh, yeah. We knew Colleen. That this would be the end game of this relationship, yes. at least in this context. How could you not have Brian Austin Green, the perfect category of celebrity to compete on Dancing with the Stars, right? Compete with his actual real love, who is a pro dancer on Dancing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. With the start, if they didn't do this, yeah. then they would have been population shipping completely wrong. Right. Then it would have been like, why are you guys even bothering? This right. Is, this is peak population ship behavior. Also, that picture, I'm looking at it closely of the two of them kissing. Yeah. It's weird because her eyes are kind of open. open and they're looking in different directions. Yeah. That's just a weird, uncomfortable <laughs> photograph. I, I was uncomfortable with the two. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing I find interesting is that um, Sharna Burgess did uh, some... She answered some questions about the the series about Dancing with the Stars. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that the pandemic is part of what is making all of this possible, that the two of them. So the pandemic is intersecting with their publationship in a very interesting and unexpected way in the sense that there are going to be really strict COVID-19 protocols in this season. And uh, this is how, how it was explained. Um, she wrote this in an Instagram story. Still in pods. Married couples still have to leave, live separately while in competition. And so much more. Well, guess what? If she's going to be paired with him, then they don't have to live separately. Again, chef's kiss. I know. To the publication ship. Give right? kudos to these guys because this is exactly... How it needs to be played out. Well, it's like, well, that's convenient. We can stay together. Yes. We can have our real life relationship, what have you. I mean, think again, publicationship doesn't mean fake relationship. It means that these celebrities, and in this case, Brian Austin Green and Sharna Burgess, are using their real life and amplifying it. Yep. For the benefit of their career. Yes. Because people like to watch. They like to be like, ooh, endgame, engage. Yes. That's how it works. I know. Yeah. Um, I do just want to quickly say uh, that there are, we're, we're getting close to learning who the actual cast of Dancing with the Stars will be um, this season. I'm trying to remember exactly when it gets announced, but I think it's like tomorrow. It'll probably be pretty soon because we've gotten the thing that Dancing with the Stars does, which is they tease a couple of celebrities and right. then they make the big announcement because JoJo Siwa's dancing. Suni Lee is dancing. Yep. St. Paul's own. Yep. And um, then it's still, you know, I think it's still being listed as rumored that Brian Austin Green is one of the, um, because you us U.S. Weekly, I always do that. Us Weekly <laughs> reported on Friday <laughs> that Brian Austin Green will be competing, but that has not necessarily been confirmed yet. Yeah. And Olivia J. Giannulli was spotted outside of the rehearsal yeah. studio for Dancing with the Stars. She got the paparazzi TMZ exclusive. Which essentially means that they're going to be announced whenever that happens. It's actually tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, it will be revealed tomorrow. So we will have that hard-hitting news for you by the time you tune into the Colleen and Bradley show tomorrow. Don't worry about it. We'll know who are Dancing with the Stars stars are. When we come back, though, on the Colleen and Bradley show, D-Bags, Celebrities Behaving Badly. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 107. Celebrities Behaving Badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley's off. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Oh, yes. Oh, are we ever? And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. What's that name, Hals? D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? Thank you for asking. Um, Is it, is it, it's Ellen DeGeneres, maybe? So, 
go with me on this because this video started making the rounds because of the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, a person went back in time and um, found this video from a time when uh, Taylor Swift was a guest on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Now, now we live in 2021 and we know a lot more and we know a lot different, right? So we have a different kind of understanding of like what happens when celebrities are framed in a certain way. But we also have a certain thought about Ellen DeGeneres yes, as being kind of a bad baddie because, well, of the last year she's had mm-hmm. um, where people were coming forward and talking about what a nightmare it was to work on her show that yeah. she's not uh, as great as everybody. She's not the be kind person that she will have you Perhaps think people were pointing out a hypocrisy. Exactly. And so all of that is alive and well uh, as we speak right now. Um, and so I think it's important to hold all of that together as we talk about the video that resurfaced and the video is of an interview that happens happened. I should say with, um, Taylor Swift on the Ellen DeGeneres show. The TikToker is named Nia Johnson. And she found this video of this weird back and forth conversation between Ellen DeGeneres and Taylor Swift. And she frames it in as such. She says someone who deserves an apology talk show edition. And then she shows this video of Ellen DeGeneres starting off as repeatedly referring to Zac Efron as Taylor Swift's boyfriend and Taylor Swift is like, I've never dated Zac Efron. And she's like, yes, you, she being Ellen DeGeneres says, yes, you did. Why do you deny it? And Taylor Swift appears to be a little bit uncomfortable, but she's like, no, we just never dated. And so then Ellen is like, well, let's play this game. It's called, we are never getting back together. Who is this song about? Uh huh. And Ellen DeGeneres starts flashing pictures of Taylor Swift and certain gentlemen and she gives her a bell and she says ring this bell because you're not going to tell us who the song is about but we're going to show pictures of you with a guy and ring this bell when we get to the right couple well then what ellen does that she thinks is hilarious is it's like pictures of taylor swift and danny devito Ring, or, ring. Yes. Ha ha. Wouldn't that be funny, ah, right? Danny DeVito. Yeah. Or, but then there's a picture of Taylor Swift and Justin Timberlake. But then there's a picture of her with John Mayer. And we do know that they did date. Yeah. And apparently in the video, Taylor Swift gets, quote, visibly upset. And, and Ellen is like, you're supposed to ring the bell. And she's like, I don't want to. They'll send me angry emails. I don't want to get them. And then Ellen DeGeneres takes the bell from her and starts ringing it. And The reason it resurfaced is because everybody is talking about how uncomfortable Taylor Swift looks. Mm -hmm. Now, I watched the video, and there are two things I need to say. Great. Well, let's start with the first one. The first one is, Ellen there's no way that Taylor Swift got on that show that day and didn't know exactly what they were planning to do. So the important thing to remember when you watch that is that that was all Mm pre-planned. Now, what I won't say is that Taylor Swift fully consented to it because I don't necessarily know that that's true. But what I do know is that game was all was approved. That wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things like talk shows. Yeah. They talk about what they're going to talk about. Yeah. Before they talk Talk about about it. it. 
Exactly. That's what happens with these things. Now, there are moments like, you know, for example, like one of the moments that is super uncomfortable on the Ellen DeGeneres show that people have talked about is the one where Dakota Johnson is on and Ellen gets upset with her for not inviting her to a party. Oh, yeah. Well, that was great because that was that was an instance where and that was the clip that went viral right when the Ellen show debacle was becoming really public and we were talking about it. But Dakota Johnson calls out Ellen DeGeneres being like, no, I invited you to my party, but you didn't decide to come when Ellen was insisted that she wasn't invited. Yeah. And Dakota Johnson, being of the lineage, she's been around the block in Hollywood, Grandma Tippy Hedren, Don Johnson, Melanie Griffith, etc., She's like, no, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play this game. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. But looking at this clip of Taylor Swift and Ellen DeGeneres and where it exists in space and time, Taylor Swift, what we know now and what she talked about in her Netflix documentary, Miss Americana, which you should watch. It's great. Which you should watch. It's great. This was in a phase of her career where she was willing to say yes and to a lot of this stuff. Yes. Despite the fact that it made her uncomfortable. Right. She was she was saying yes and to this. So it gets complicated. It gets That's super why, complicated. Yeah. And the other thing to remember, so I remember I said there are two things that I kind of hold on to when I watch this. And yes, it is uncomfortable. And and no, I don't find it to be particularly funny. But to your point, that was at a time in her career where she was consenting to some of these conversations. The other thing to remember is that in that moment, what you're seeing Taylor Swift do is play along with the storyline. Yeah. And so it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because of the principle of it, but it's important to remember when you're watching it, that that both sides have consented to what's happening. Well, and I would make the argument that I'm not a Swifty. I am. You are. So I'm, so we're having a conversation with a Swifty. Now you can probably conversations with with a Swifty. Now, Colleen, as the resident Swifty here, at this point in time in Taylor Swift's career, a lot of the momentum behind her work was the guesswork behind who is Taylor Swift writing about in mm-hmm. her real life and how does that get translated into her music? And that was something that the Taylor Swift persona was leaning into. Right. It was, you get a glimpse at my personal life, you can see it playing out on real time in the paparazzi, but you can get my version of it in my album, so go buy my album and listen to it. Right. And then you can discuss amongst yourselves who I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. And that's not necessarily how she's doing it right now. No. But that definitely was, she was playing along with that narrative at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying like, yes, Ellen DeGeneres kind of, but not super really, but it does illustrate a version of Ellen DeGeneres that doesn't look nice. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's sort of yeah. my D-bag, kind of. And then you could go kind of sort of talking about the whole other conversation of what pop stars are willing to do, not willing to do in order to craft their persona right. to sell product. Like who was in Taylor Swift's ear saying that this was the right thing to do. I mean, there's so many. Oh, it gets yeah, there's a And there's a lot of potential D-bags in the story. Yeah. Right. Wow. So many. God, we went deep on that. Who's your D-bag? Let's keep it shallow. Yeah, let's keep it... <laughs> let's keep it really shallow here. Uh, Megan Fox oh. is my D-bag. Does she get one of these? I yeah, I feel okay. like we're going to bing-bong that. Yeah, she gets her wings out. Yeah. Um, Megan Fox is my D-bag. Thanks for asking. Because she shared a series of selfies, and which is neither here nor there. It's what people do. We all share them. That's true. Uh, she's staying at a $30,000 a month Airbnb right now 
And that's not even, I mean, you know what? Fine. Spend $30,000 yeah. a month on an Airbnb. If you got it, spend it. It's what she captioned these photos with that oh. makes Megan Fox my tea bag okay. of the day. Here's the caption from these photographs. When I tell you that the table at this Airbnb saw some things with the hot, sweaty emoji. Oh, geez. This is so juvenile. This is so juvenile. Oh, I get tired. I get tired for Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Why? Because they're having so much sex? Not even. Okay. (laughs) Not even. Don't care about the sex. I get tired for them. Because they have to share that they want us to think that they're right. having so much sex. Because me, maybe they are, maybe they're not. We don't know. Right. But they want you to think that they're having so much sex right now that they're having sex on this $30,000 Airbnb a month yeah. situation. And then, so she puts that on Instagram and then doing the thing. I think that they're taking a note from Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos mm-hmm. because then Machine Gun Kelly commented on Megan Fox's Instagram mm-hmm. saying, I'm really glad that's not our table anymore. Mm-hmm. Ah! That's nasty. That's disgusting. Like, <sighs> that's disgusting. It's one of those things where Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly, they're feeling themselves right now. Luckily, it's not in front of the camera because I don't want to see that. I feel like that's next, but whatever. Sorry. But it's this idea that they have to send out the perception that they're having hot sex on this table. Yeah. And that it's just so... Well, that's just so thirsty. And you know these people in your life, right? We've talked about this before. The people who... It's it's like when somebody has to tell you how hot and steamy their love life is. And this is a hint to people who feel really like they need to do that all the time. This is what actual humans are thinking. Wow, they're really trying to make up for something. Mm-hmm. Because, because that's what that is. Like that, it's fine. Do whatever you're going to do behind closed doors. But if you feel like you need to bring everybody into the conversation, then you're trying to prove something. And I'm not interested. Yeah. It doesn't need to be proven to me. No, it's fine. If you had sex on the table, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Congrats. Kelly, congratulations. Not particularly interesting. Mm-mm. And then if I had the Airbnb, I'd be if I was the owner of that, well, I'd be mad because I'd be like, well, I don't know. Maybe people are just nasty enough that they might actually want to book it for that very reason. Well, I was going to say maybe on the other hand that they would be grateful because I now know. they'd be known as the sexy marble table oh. place. Ew. Yes. Gross. Get some bleach and a wet wipe. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, look at this. We've got another D-bag. Oh, what do you know? Well, shall we do a D-bag double down? Yes. We'll do it after this on My Talk 1071. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Holly. I like the sounds of that. Sun and 77. Sun, 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 sun. Yay! Rain will be back next week. We're not going to worry about it, though, nope. because we're here right now on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley's out today. Holly and I are here with you. Yeah. And um, oftentimes, we have an abundance of D-bags. Isn't that the way it is? And so we like to to create a whole new segment for them. We call it a D-Bag Double Down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. (laughs) Who is it? Oh, it's Tori Spelling. Oh my gosh, what is Tori up to? Tori Spelling, because honey, honey, now these pictures... (laughs) 
They were published on Friday, Colleen, and you and Bradley mm-hmm. were out at the Minnesota State Fair. You already had a program planned for yourself. We so just did not have time to check in with Tori Spelling. Yeah, didn't know if you had an awareness of what Tori Spelling was doing. Well, what Tori Spelling is up to lately is that she has sucked the soul out of Khloe Kardashian and she has taken on Khloe Kardashian's looks for her. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Herself? Okay, this is especially <laughs> magical. And what I mean is that Tori Spelling is trying to look like Khloe Kardashian. Okay. She didn't actually do anything to Khloe Kardashian. No. I want to make that clear. No, but this is what makes this so magical is that... Number one, I I guarantee you, if you see these pictures of Tori Spelling, your first reaction will be, wow, what's Chloe up to? Wow. She looks like Chloe Kardashian. Yes. Now, again, what makes this super special and remarkable is that Chloe Kardashian has had so many faces that it it just is a whole mind trip that you go on. So I suppose we have to to uh let everyone know the specific face that Tori Spelling has selected from the Khloe Kardashian collection. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I don't even know like what era this is. This, but this is a recent era face. Yes, in as much as it's so. Tori Spelling is wearing a what seems to be a long blonde wig. Yep, uh, that goes uh, past her uh, chest area mm-hmm. down almost to her waist. Yep, and then is contoured within and- an. Inch of herself so that she doesn't look like herself. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is fascinating too because this is an this is a new a new attention flex, Colleen. Oh yeah. Where wherein one celebrity tries to take the look of another celebrity to the point where you don't even recognize the initial no. celebrity because you would look at these pictures and you'd be like Tori Spelling because that's the reaction that Tori Spelling wants from you. Right. I mean, I'm reading into that. But this is the reaction that this makeover elicits. Is that is that Chloe? Yeah, you cannot believe is that it. Chloe? It's like um, it's like reality face off. Ooh, that's right. A, ooh, let's totally pitch that show. Is. That's really no, good. No, but this is like this is a testament, honestly, to the art of cosmetics. Oh yeah, I was saying makeup artist. And yeah, watch out, Rick Baker, because Tori Spelling's walking down the street looking like Chloe. It's bonkers, though, and truly, I mean, and this is what I want to know because when celebrities do this and they go out and about, right? They put on a whole new face, as um, Tori Spelling has done, and then they go out and about into the world. We only know about it from pictures from social media and they're highly filtered pictures. Okay. So because stick a pin in this, she was out to lunch with Snooki. Okay. Who, by the way, had retired from the Jersey Shore franchise, but now she's back on the Jersey Shore franchise. So it's like, I got to, I got to remind the folks. Yeah. That I'm still, that I'm still a thing. I'm here. Okay. So those two were lunching together, but you, we see the pictures of this on social media, but what I want to know but I've never seen in the wild is when you are sitting next to a Tory Spelling who's wearing Khloe Kardashian's face, 
how does it look how much makeup does she actually have on? Hmm. Do you Good see what question. I mean? Yeah. Like, cause oh, you yeah. know when somebody's really wearing makeup. Well, that's the thing about just celebrity looks. looks. As, well, aesthetics. And that's L E W K S. Is that I don't think that Tori Spelling was looking this way. It's not a look that's designed to be interpreted through actual eyeballs. Yeah, this This, is not like your day face. This is not your day face. (laughs) This is a face that's meant to be interpreted through a lens. Yeah. And it works through a lens. It totally does. Because if you saw saw Tori Spelling walking down the street, she looks beautiful, but you would be like, huh, that like it's it's a costume, yeah. which is what it is. Because and by the way, Tori Spelling being photographed outside of a restaurant called Catch LA, which is like the thirstiest place that anybody can go to anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you know she's doing this as as a form of attention seeking behavior. Yeah, it's working. It, well, because it's working. Now get this, Colleen. Mm-hmm. Is that Tori the lead story on page six right now? Yeah. Is Tori Spelling then and now photos of her transformation through 2021? I'm telling you. I mean, it worked. So, I mean, good on you. Yeah, girl. Good on you. I mean, yes. But, oh, oh, my, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I just looked at him again. The same picture is really close up and personal. It is uncanny how much she's looking like Khloe Kardashian in these pictures. And honestly, okay. Well, I know now we need to have them be together. Right. Which I suppose would be a goal of Tori Spellings because Tori Spelling is uh, looking, looking for some things to do. I believe she's, she's trying to get a job. Yeah. But here's my question. And I know this is probably going to sound like a dumb question and it's super fine. If you're like, are you serious? But my question is, was she trying to look like Khloe Kardashian or was she just trying to get glammed up and she happened to look exactly like Khloe Kardashian? Ooh. Discuss. Discuss. Um, because that really is my question. Um, on that same day that she was dressed like that and looking like Khloe Kardashian, she was with somebody else who was wearing the exact same outfit. Yeah, so the person that Tori Spelling is walking with in the identical denim jumpsuits is a woman named Laura Rugetti. She is a hairstylist. She also Uh, claims that she's kind of funny. She also claims that she's kind of funny. That's what it says on her Instagram account. (laughs) Laura Rugetti, hairstylist in all caps, and I'm kind of funny. Okay, well, good on her. So, you know, she probably did a... She did a great job on Tori Spelling's extensions, but this is a, it's just a, it's a fascinating strategy for attention because I don't yeah. think that Tori Spelling could have left the house understanding it's like, I look like Khloe Kardashian. I am very glammed up. This is going to get me attention. Mm-hmm. And it has. You yeah. are the lead story on page6.com right now, Tori Spelling. So well, it's totally worked. I will say if you spin through her Instagram, it is very clear that Tori Spelling is going in a whole new cosmetic direction. Um, she has gone from kind of looking like a mom like a celebrity mom. Oh, yeah. She's, Which was kind of her brand. Yes. Because her whole reality career was centered around her family. Yes. With Dean McDermott. She is leaning very hard into extensions and cosmetics now. And fashion. And I'm putting fashion like in very loose quotes. Well, right? And very tight. And <laughs> Exactly. 
but I, it is clear that we are we are in um, an era of an image redo when it comes to Tori Spelling. Well, to your earlier point, because she's looking for some work. Well, so which is fascinating because then that also goes into the narrative that Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott's marriage is on the rock. Thank so you. this is very strategic where yeah. it's like Chloe. Chloe's. It worked. I know. Tori Spelling's looking hot and ready to go to catch L.A. And she's hanging out with Snooki and other young reality stars. She's repositioning herself. Like, don't think of me as the wife of Dean McDermott. Don't think of me in the mom mode. I am a hot lady who knows how to look and strut and be in my onesie. Okay, we do need to talk about this because somehow we missed a headline. Um, This comes from a week ago. Uh, two new hashtag messiness episodes air tonight on MTV at six o'clock central and all week long. My messy besties, Snooky, and then a couple other people who I don't recognize are her messy besties on MTV. Okay, well, there you so go. She's pushing a show too. Yeah. All right. Or get out well, there. Looks like she got a job. When we come back on the Colleen, good for her. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what food will you absolutely not eat leftovers of because it just doesn't taste as good? 651 641 1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.